0: Live Brunch. (laughs) We are live. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of
1: Live Brunch.
0: Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. I'm joined by the wonderful Matt Carvel oh. and Christina. I can't pronounce your last name. I default to Gutsa. It's not Gutsa. It is. <laughs> Omoloso. <laughs> uh, so it's good to have you with us, Christina. Thank you. And welcome to Live Brunch. Uh, Matt just finished preaching on uh, righteousness. As part of our reboot series, Matt, mm-hmm. do you do a quick one-line summary? Of yeah, your- can do.
1: So it's um, about Abram trusting God, believing God, and God counting him t- that to him as righteousness. So by putting his faith in God, God says, I'm making you righteous, which is a big biblical concept which I unpacked in a message. Brilliant. Uh,
0: we are still in the middle of our small group term. So small group is us doing community within Emmanuel, and we've got a few questions for you to discuss in your small group, we unpack the sermon in small group and here are some questions to help you apply the sermon. So the first question, what unfulfilled life ambitions do you currently have? And Matt has added, they can be serious or they can can be frivolous. Um, Question number two, how does being righteous through faith make a difference in your life? Can also be serious or frivolous, no? (laughs) And the third question, what area of your life do you really need to trust God right now? What makes that difficult? And then please end with praying for one another. Mm -hmm. But Christina, do you wanna kick us off? You said you had a story about around the second question. How does being righteous through faith make a difference in your life?
2: Yes, I think I had an analogy that just came to me. So I'm not gonna do the story, I'm gonna go for the analogy. (laughs) But um, it's more, I think it's when you are accepting the fact that, okay, Uh, Jesus died for my sins and now I'm counted as righteous and because of that I am a child of God. You can now access the, the promises that are in the Bible, the promises that are offered to the children of God. So it's almost like, you know, there's this big like storehouse of blessings. It's like this, like receiving this like righteousness through faith is getting past the front door. Without that, how can I access access the joy of God? How can I access the peace of God? How can I access all these things that God offers us if I don't yet believe I, I can walk through the door because Jesus has opened that door for me? So I think it makes a massive difference in our life, you know, having faith and being mm-hmm. like, you know what, because of what Jesus has done, wow, yes. Like in John 17, it talks like Jesus is saying, the love that you have for me, you yeah, have for them. Like, that's the love that the Father has for me. And that makes a huge difference in your life because now you have confidence to grab hold of the promises that God has for
0: you.
1: Brilliant. That's brilliant. I mean, for for me personally, uh, the early part of my life was hugely characterised by anxiety. Mm. Um, But when I really committed my life to Jesus um, and got that acceptance, I mean, that's just, it has transformed my life. I I can't say it any different than than that, really. Um, Because without the acceptance of God, the righteousness of God, we're going to look to other people and think are they going to accept me? Am I going to be good enough in their eyes or by our own standards? And, and that's why I lived for a number of years of my life, just like wanting to be seen by others and it just caused anxiety. But, yeah. A uh,
0: Nice segue into our, our next conversation. We, we try and look at a question or something that's going on in the news uh, at the moment and uh, one of the topics thought we, we look at is the whole situation with Naomi Osaka, the uh, the, the Japanese-American uh, um, tennis player who, who was in the center of a controversy at the French Open. Mm-hmm. And she said that she she did not want to do the media uh, interviews at the end of her match. And she was given a warning and said that if she, if she didn't fulfill her contractual obligations, uh, she would be expelled from the competition. And so she took the decision to then um, uh, step aside from the competition and a very very talented player. I remember when she beat Serena Williams in the US Open final a couple of years ago. If Naomi was in our church or in your small group mm. what would you say to her? Can
1: you want to go first on
2: that? Yeah I think it's we need to acknowledge how difficult the situation is um, to get to that level Of of playing tennis imagine how much training you've had to do and for her now to to step away from that from this championship just shows you that this is a difficult decision to make this Mm -hmm. is something that she's worked towards this is something that she's been training for um, and Yes, yeah, so I think offering support mm-hmm. uh, at church here, uh, we teach about bless, mm. you know, we begin with prayer and we listen to people. Mm. And so if Naomi was in my small group, I would listen to her. I would listen to her story. I would listen to where she's at, I would come alongside her. As a church, we did our On Your Mind series as well, which is brilliant uh, looking at mental health and I'd you know advise to look at that and just walk alongside her and be praying with her. Um, But yeah, it is just a very difficult situation. I think we were trying to discuss it before as well. There's just so many different angles, but this point, just compassion and love towards Naomi.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we looked at in our On Your Mind series, which is still on our YouTube channel, is that um, mental health is an issue that the Bible speaks into and provides solutions to, and the gospel has a real impact uh, upon, but it's also uh, something that's not just a quick fix. It's not just, you know, say this prayer, do this thing, and everything's okay. So it is, uh, is a journey uh, for people, but also that it does um, the gospel of Jesus Christ answer the underlying questions and doubts and fears that cause the mental health issues to arise in us all um, as well, you know, because so I think with um, Naomi Saka, I would say she's been very uh, brave and courageous in doing what she's in the media media spotlight on her to to take that stand is very courageous and commendable. Um, But I guess she's got a situation. What does she do now? You know, how does she move forward in her career and that sort of thing? And so um, just pulling away, I think it sounds like it is definitely the right thing for her to do, but it doesn't solve the problem completely. Mm-hmm. And I guess what the, what the way we'd, if she was in our church and for many people who are in our church, what, what we try to provide is help them to see how what Jesus has done answers those underlying doubts and fears and questions and so when to help people so that when they are criticized and when they are, other people's expectations are feel like overwhelming upon them which is obviously what she's experiencing and we all ever you know most people are in a job or in a situation uh, that will be stressful mm. sometimes we all need strategies to to respond to that and the gospel does provide long-term things so that other people's expectations don't have to dictate our life and we can experience some freedom.
0: Brilliant. Okay, so Naomi, if you are watching this, which you probably are, get in touch. do get in touch. Sign up to Christina's small group. Ask Pastor yeah. Matt hashtag uh, uh, for any questions. Um, but just want to say, I really enjoyed this sermon. I it was so it was brilliant in leading people to that, that point of decision. Yeah. And I, I remember the, my own moment of decision when I said, God, I don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to say no to a whole bunch of things which I really enjoy, but I'm going to put my, my trust in you and almost like weeping in despair of, why am I giving up? Mm. Uh, and I remember that moment of decision that I made for me. And, I, and I'm, uh, w- w- what we heard last week, seven people made a decision mm-hmm. to yeah. put their faith in Jesus. There's about 60 people on the Alpha course and you can still sign up to the Alpha course for, for the autumn series. Sounds like they're filling up really quickly. So <laughs> so, so book in uh, wearemanuel.com forward slash alpha. Um, It's exciting. People are putting their faith in Jesus. So we are expecting people who are watching this live stream to be at that point of, um, okay, I've heard what you said. I've I've listened to the teaching on those verses. And I'm ready to pray and to make the decision.
1: What next? Mm -hmm. What do they do? do Well, I think all those things are helpful because what we tell people in the church is that even though coming to Jesus is a personal decision, mm-hmm. um, it also needs to be worked out in a community. We, we're not made to do the Christian life uh, ourselves. And, and um, I think it's Colossians 2 talks about how, just as we've received Christ, so walk in him. So actually following Jesus is what it sounds like. It's, it's following. It's not just an internal thought a decision. It starts with that, but there's a way of following Jesus. And we learn to do that over time and that we learn to do that from others and from the Bible and, 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 and uh, learning a, a relationship with God in prayer and things like that. So we need others to help us in that. So being part of a small group that we've mm-hmm. talked about and um, reaching out to other people that we know who are Christians and say, how do I live the Christian life? <laughs> what do I do? So it's so, so much, uh, you know, being Christian transforms the way we think and the way we do, but that doesn't all have to happen today it's actually the journey for the rest of our lives and so we need other people that are a bit ahead of us on that journey to to help us and to point us and that sort of thing and but all those contexts that we talked about small group alpha and and even and being with us on a sunday as well will help help you do that help take steps forward and also it's important to say that if you've made a decision for jesus even today Tomorrow, you'll question that. Mm. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. is it. That, that is it. to be expected. There'll you, be opposition. It's not, Jesus said, you know, it's the narrow gate that you're going through by coming to me. And there is opposition. And it's, so be expectant of that. Um, and so hopefully by being expectant of that, you won't yeah. be thinking, oh, it was just, it was all false. Anyway. I just, yeah. I, don't feel, I don't feel it today. Yeah. Well, many of us, we don't feel it every day. Yeah. But it's like, no, I've seen something in Jesus that know is worth pursuing and worth following. That's a really good question about doubts, but I, I just before we,
0: we jump to some questions about doubts, um, so suppose, say, let's say you've made the decision to follow Jesus, you've said the prayer, you've said, okay, I'm going to walk through, through the narrow door. Mm-hmm. Should you expect any transformation in your feelings, in your thinking, in your attitudes? What should you ex- begin to expect if you've made the decision?
1: Yeah, I, I think... Um, I think yes yes, and no. I think when you um, say yes to Jesus, um, the, the Bible talks about how the Holy Spirit comes, to, well, the Holy Spirit's been at work in our life, life to bring us to that point. We might not even realise it yet. Uh, and so it's very uh, common that, you'll, that things will feel different that you experience God it's a spiritual reality that you do Jesus and um, says it's, it's you're born again mm. <laughs> so you can expect that a new birth inside you will feel differently but that doesn't mean you need to be uh, live according to how you feel it's very natural to expect that you feel different or you think about things different or might, you might suddenly feel guilty about stuff the Holy Spirit might have awoken your conscience to a new thing of like, oh, I realize this is not right in my life. And that can be quite unsettling, but it's ultimately a good thing because Jesus is starting to lead you by a spirit in his ways. And so you realize there are lots of things that might need change, but again, that will change over time and that sort of thing. Um, But again, I just want to keep underlining being able to articulate that and speak that through, and I, this is how I feel. This is how I don't I don't feel it today. I do feel it today. To do that in a group, to do that with others, is really important to help you navigate those thoughts and feelings as you go through. Is your mm-hmm.
2: that, Christina? Yeah, I that was really good. <laughs> Just chewing on what Matt was saying, but I think we can also inform our emotions. So I think with the Word of God. Um, so. Sometimes our consciousness may be telling us something else, but actually it's the word of God that is mm-hmm. the truth, that is what we follow. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, use that as your foundation. You've made this decision. Now get to know the God mm-hmm. um, that you've committed your life to. Get to know Jesus, the mm-hmm. one who's imputed his righteousness mm-hmm. onto you. Brilliant. Get into the word.
0: Yeah. And, and prayer. Yeah. We now get to talk to, uh, to God. Yeah. And, and learning how to pray and it could just be simple few words and then of course in Matthew uh, Jesus teaches us how to pray but we're also heading into Big Wednesday so come along get involved with uh, Big Wednesday and, and learn how you can now speak speak to God yeah. uh, which is extraordinary we say it quite flippantly but you get yeah. to speak to the creator of heaven and earth you get to speak to the one who's, uh, who's redeemed us and, and brought us into right relationship with Jesus so, so get involved with Big Wednesday as well uh, going back to doubts so you made the decision, maybe you wake up tomorrow morning, but was I just caught up in the euphoria mm-hmm. of it all or mm-hmm. excitement of it mm-hmm. all, and mm-hmm. what about this, and what I have this question, and I have that question. And I guess often for people who've been a Christian for a for few years, you still have doubts about stuff. And you, you, you may doubt some of the, even some of the things that you're reading in, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do with that doubt?
1: Do you wanna start? No. <laughs>
0: no, okay, <all> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want to hug it. Um, what do you do with doubts? I, I think I think be real with them and be honest with them. I don't pretend. I think the worst thing you can do with doubts is oh, try and oh, bat it away, pretend it doesn't exist. Because if it's, if it's a genuine question about God, um, it will actually be helpful to you. Because when we have questions about God... Um, if we respond to them in the right way, it will lead us to answers. And if God is real, and if the Bible is credible and, and true and trustworthy, as I'm saying that it is, then if we bring those questions to God and the God of the, of the Bible, we will find answers that will be helpful to us and teach us more about God. Like, you know, how do you get to know anyone? How do you you have a conversation? You ask each other questions. What, what do you like about this? Or what happened in your life? And you you ask questions to get to get to know so if you have a question about like is God really good or Mm -hmm. did Jesus really forgive me or does Jesus forgive all my sins or how is it that um you know should I feel guilty about this or Mm -hmm. do I need to forgive this person or does Jesus know what I did before or what about my family members what Mm -hmm. happens to them now like those are all questions but like you know take them one by one it can be feel quite overwhelming um but bring those questions to the bible bring them to christian friends bring them to alpha i mean part of the 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 way that the alpha works so well is because it provides a safe space for people to ask questions and to look at the bible together look at the the truth of the teaching and, and speak to like-minded people who probably also had the same question like the questions we have about the Bible and about God are are not unique like people have had them before people all through Christianity the last two thousand years have had these questions and so there are good answers um out there and there are some good resources online that we we talk about like the Bible project and and, you know we've got loads of videos on our YouTube channel that that address different topics and things like that they'll help you find good good answers uh, to those type of questions
0: brilliant I guess it's, it's good to know that you don't have to resolve everything before coming to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He comes. Mm-hmm. He says, "Come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." And I think even just reading the um, Jesus post-resurrection, the, the, the interactions that he has with people who who either let him down, who walked away from him, who who have doubts, it, is very tender and engaging. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't dismiss them, or he he goes to them mm-hmm. uh, and says, "Here I am." Um, you know, feel the holes in mm-hmm. in my hands and mm-hmm. in my side, and. Uh, just the attitude that, that Jesus has towards people who doubt is is, is welcoming and engaging. Mm. And, and so we know that our savior, just after dying and rising again from mm-hmm. the dead, you think that would be enough to prove that he's alive, was still willing to engage with people and yeah. and help them with their doubts. I, I found you it know, very reassuring that we have a savior who, who, draws people with doubts to him. Mm-hmm. Gentle and Lowly, the book that we've all been reading in, in, during 2020 is, is phenomenal for the way it, it teaches you about Jesus and um, how you can approach him in whatever you're going through, whatever. So I'd, I'd highly recommend mm. that book. Um, next question. If I'm unsure about my faith, can I know that I am truly saved?
2: Mm. If I'm unsure about my faith, can I know that I'm truly saved?
0: I guess people are thinking, do I have enough faith or I actually believe? Like those sort of questions that they have about their faith. Mm -hmm. I think
2: Mm -hmm. Arnold addressed this when he was praying in the service when he said, um, I says in the Bible, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord Mm -hmm. um, and you believe that he's been raised from the dead, then you will be saved. I think sometimes we can, not like we can overcomplicate things, but um, if... I don't know. Confess that Jesus is Lord, mm. and you believe in your heart that God raised him from yeah. the dead. Then you'll be saved. And I think if you're having doubts about that part, that you can ask for help. Be yeah. like, okay, God, I need some help with this part. But it really is, as it says on the tin.
1: Yeah, because in doing that, you're the object of your faith is God. Like God said that's in His Word, and so you're believing that He's true to His Word, and so yeah. I'm, I'm following that. Like. It can be difficult because we are so used to, and so instinctively used to trusting ourselves. And so we can do that and think, mm-hmm. oh, did I say it right? Or did, mm-hmm. I, did I mean it enough? And suddenly, we, from starting to trust God, we put our attention back on ourselves. Yeah. Do I have enough faith? Did I say it right? Yeah. Did he forgive me today? Is he going to forgive me tomorrow if I do something wrong? That sort of thing. Well, the question is, where are you looking? Yeah. for that assurance are you looking to yourself are you looking for either your level of faith or your emotion and um, and it's easy to sort of diagnose that but it's so intrinsic like we are just every you look around in culture all the time and um, to everything's pointing to trust yourself. Trust that you know what's right. Trust your feelings. If you, if this relationship doesn't feel right, then don't stay in it. If your job isn't valuing you as a person, like just quit it. Like that is the culture. That's the the, the water that we're swimming in. So it's so reasonable, understandable in a way to appraise our Christian faith in the same way and to look to ourselves and think, Am I? Do I have enough in me? Do I feel it today? That sort of thing. The Bible is it just completely flips that around and say no, no. Jesus said, come to me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus was, was constantly, even in right, through the gospel, saying, behold, I, t- I tell you this. You've heard it said this, but I tell you this. He's mm. like pointing to himself again and again and again. And that's something that we, that we all, and we're, I'm still learning it, need to, need to learn that actually we con- the, the posture of Christianity is to look to Christ, to rely on him and not on ourselves. It's impossible to rely on nothing. We're going to be relying on something. Mm. So he's asking the question, am I am I trusting myself here? Mm. Am I trusting my level of faith to be saved? Or am I trusting Christ? And go go back to that swimming pool thing. It's like, if that fails, then I'm lost. (laughs) If that swimming pool goes down, then I'm lost. Well, that is the precarious position that we're in in, christianity if jesus is rubbish if jesus is not who he says it, mm. well then we're lost and it doesn't count for anything you have to be in that position to, that's what trust looks like you can't trust yourself and have a little bit of jesus It's mm. mm. like no and like oh i don't know i'm not coming no I have, I have to put my trust in him and that's even the, the apostle paul says mm. if jesus haven't and i'm telling you jesus has risen from the dead if Jesus hasn't risen dead. We're all lost. Mm. <laughs> he's a, a, a willing to admit that, mm. and he said, like, "I've put all my eggs in this basket here, and if it's not right, then, then I'm lost." But I've done that, and that is showing everything is is trusting in Christ. Superb, superb.
0: Mm. Um, I guess the question between what's the difference between faith um, and knowledge? Mm-hmm. Um, so you you could know that something is true or or not but why faith what we why do we call it faith
1: yeah okay so i, I think hopefully in my message i sort of connected the two that in one sense that they're, they're not opposed to one another and they they we operate in every sphere of life we operate with a belief based on knowledge and it's the same it's the same with, with the christian faith we're trusting in god trusting in uh, his 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 character um what was the question again <laughs> I guess the difference
0: between knowledge and and faith um, there says something in the Bible that even the demons know that that Jesus is lord yeah. uh, what's the the what would you say is the difference for somebody who who knows in their head that Jesus is Lord and somebody who believes and has faith that Jesus
1: is Lord? Faith faith is, it's a spiritual, obviously it goes without saying in one sense, but it's a spiritual experience. It's not something we can generate of ourselves. And so one of the things that the Bible talks about when we come to Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit that gifts us even the faith to believe in Christ. So it's not um, just that we have deduced that, Jesus is trustworthy enough or reasonable enough everyone who's become a Christian will say well yeah okay I did consider the evidence of Christ I mean that's again that's what alpha is about you can kind I of consider the claims of Christ but there is something of a spiritual experience that, that has to take you beyond just knowledge like none of us Became Christians because we we carefully studied the evidence enough, and we got the right opinion. Mm. Because then it would be us on our intellect to mm. understand that knowledge. That's what makes us a Christian. It's not. <laughs> we re- Jesus revealed Himself to us in our hearts, and we realized that we needed Him. Mm. That He needed His love. We needed forgiveness, and so that is where f- faith kicks in. Mm. It's not just. Uh, it's, it's not like the illustration that I gave about going on the bus. It's like, well, it kind of is, but it, it's also a spiritual, a spiritual reality. It's a relationship with God that the Holy Spirit brings us into. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, going back to the thing about um, do we know we're saved or not, it's like, well, you will have some sense that the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. in you, giving you new desires, helping you to see the world differently, that sort of thing. There's just, and that, that's why we can go through doubts and. It's good to have those questions, but at the same time, God is at work in you. you like, yeah, I do have those doubts, but I also, there's something in me that just, know, that just knows that I just know the love of God, mm-hmm. and that is what keeps us secure, and that keeps us, it's, it's not even a part, it's not part of me, it's not something I've generated. It's, it's God at work in me that I know Brilliant. deep down that he's with me.
0: Matt, we have run out of time. The, the last question we had was, um, if Jesus makes me righteous, does it really matter how I live? Mm-hmm. And we look at Abraham's life and there's plenty of terrible stuff that goes <laughs> alongside some really catastrophic decisions mm-hmm. that he makes. But we're going to look, be looking at that next week.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're carrying on from Genesis 16. Toby is going to be preaching to us mm-hmm. and unpacking when, you know, Abraham does something completely uh, wrong according to his faith and, and how God deals with them. Brilliant. So if you'd like to know the answer to that question, tune in next week. Thanks so much for joining us
0: and ha- enjoy the summer. It might be a brief one. but enjoy it, and we will see you next week. See you later.
2: Bye.